Well, it's great to have Pastor Peter here sharing the message with us. Well, hello, everybody. I am so glad to be back after this uh, sabbatical of mine. And I just wanted to uh, thank you all, first and foremost, for your constant prayers uh, during the sabbatical, Lord has done a lot in uh, uh, revealing things to me and also uh, enabling me to stay connected. Even though uh, I was on sabbatical, every aspect of my heart and my mind was still connected with our church and our family. And so uh, they have this saying, uh, out of sight, out of mind, but certainly that was not the case for me. And so I want you to know that during the sabbatical, I have spent uh, many, many hours interceding on behalf uh, of you guys, uh, those of you that have experienced uh, difficulties and who have gone through uh, moments of losses and have mourned and grieved uh, during this period. But it is an honor and a privilege for me today to be bringing God's word to you. We're going to open up with a word of prayer again, ask God to guide our time together. And I really, I really want to ask God to really help us to hone in on what he wants to speak to us today. So let's give this time to him. Father, we come before you to praise you, God. Praise you for this glorious day that you have made. As we prayed, O oh God, this is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it, O oh God. And I pray, O oh God, that Lord, your presence will be with us. Even as we're meeting in different places, Lord, virtually, I pray that the presence of God will be strongly felt. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you would not allow uh, any um, problems to occur during our Zoom meeting, Lord, whether people are on LTE, Wi-Fi, or whatever means, oh God, they're connecting in, Lord. I pray that there will be a stability across the internet, Lord, that there would be no interruptions whatsoever throughout our time in worship to you, God. So Father, I pray that your spirit will come Holy Spirit of God, come and open up our heart, our mind to your word, your truth. And God, most of all, Lord, use your word, oh God, to transform our lives. It's in Jesus' powerful name I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So these past couple of months have been very difficult for many of us, especially for those that have been suffering due to the coronavirus and those who have lost loved ones, whether they're family members or friends or coworkers to this coronavirus, we know that the impact of this virus has been uh, deeply affecting all of us. But I wanna say to you that despite the sadness, despite the tragedies that we have witnessed, we also have seen some beautiful things as well. We have seen the heroic efforts of our healthcare workers, the first responders putting their lives on the line, risking exposure to the coronavirus while caring for the sick and transporting people to the hospital. And then you have the frontline workers and essential workers who are doing everything possible to ensure that everything continues to run, where the deliveries are being made. All these people, essential workers and the like, have made a difference during this pandemic. And I want you to know that on top of it, all churches and communities rose to the occasion by helping to provide the PPE, the masks, the food, the essential supplies to those in need. The churches 
rose to the occasion as well as the community was drawn together. And you don't need to wonder, God is behind all these efforts. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, that he knows, God knows, he sees, and he cares. And while we may not have all the answers to the wise, we know that we have a sovereign God. And this sovereign Lord is indeed in control. He can be trusted no matter what's happening around us or in this world. So it's okay if we struggle. It's okay to ask questions. We don't need to pretend that everything is fine when it's not. We can go to God with our struggles. We can go to God with our gut-wrenching questions. In fact, God wants us to come to him. God is calling us to cast our anxieties and our worries and our struggles and our cares all unto him. That is what the Lord is calling us as believers in Jesus Christ. And this is our hope. This is our, 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 our go-to. The Lord himself is in control. I love how the psalmist declares that so wonderfully. When he comes to the realization where his help comes from, we find in Psalm 122, here's what the psalmist declares. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so today, I have entitled the message as our need for control. Now, you may wonder, well, that's, a, that's an interesting title to, uh, 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 to have for a message, right? Well, you know, I did a lot of thinking throughout this pandemic. If there's anything that this pandemic has taught us, it is that one thing, we are not in control. The fact is the entire world has been put on halt. And that should tell us that we are not in control. And the truth is, we never were in control. The reality is very hard for us to admit that we are not in control. Why else do people come up with terminologies like control freak? And by the way, I, I did some digging in. The word control freak actually is a personality disorder. It became something that was uh, uh, used in the 1970s to describe people that had, had this uh, disorder where they had to be in control of everything. And, you know, I, I don't have time to get into all of that right now, but you know what? We are people that like to control our outcomes. We like to control every aspect of our lives. We like to control our circumstances. We like to control our futures. And we don't like it when we're not in control. If you're honest with yourself, that's who we are. We like to control things. And then I think what God is teaching us during this pandemic is something that's so valuable to us. And that is that we are not in control. In fact, this pandemic reveals a lot about who we are as people. What is in our hearts, it reveals a lot about the people we are deep down inside. And although we say that we believe in a God that is sovereign, although we say that God is in control of our future and everything that's happening even now, in many ways, we act as if he's not in control. And because of that, we like to take matters in our own hands. So yes, this pandemic has taught us a lot of things. It taught us about who we are. We just don't like being not in control. We don't like being inconvenienced. We don't like being uncomfortable. We don't like this social distancing aspect. We don't like the quarantine. We don't like the shelter in place. I, I understand that. I'm in the same boat as you. I do not like this idea of being in lockdown. 
And, and to tell you the truth, this, this word social distancing, it really bothers me. That is not what the CDC was uh, uh, hoping for people to use. They were planning to have the word social, I mean, uh, physical distancing, but people ended up using the word social distancing. And that is not what we like. But I wanna tell you something. There's another thing that this pandemic has done. It has exposed us for who we are. During my sabbatical, I, um, I came across this post on Facebook, which I felt was so profound. I don't know if you guys uh, uh, saw this post, but just in case you haven't, I'm just gonna read to you this post that was made by a pastor in New York City, Hope New NYC. This pastor's name is Sarah Bournes. And I wanna share with you her thoughts on this pandemic, the revelation of exposing who we are. I was just gonna read to you what she said. Corona is exposing us. It's exposing our weak sides, exposing our dark sides, exposing what normally lays far beneath the surface of our souls, hidden by the invisible mask we wear, now exposed by the paper mask we can't hide far behind. Corona is exposing our addiction to comfort, our obsession with control, our compulsion to hoard, our protection of self. Corona is peeling back our layers, tearing down our walls, revealing our illusions, leveling our best laid plans. Corona is exposing the gods we worship, our health, our hurry, our sense of security, our favorite lies, our secret lusts, our misplaced trusts. Corona is calling everything into question. What is the church without a building? What is my worth without an income? How do we plan without certainty? How do we love despite risk? Corona is exposing me my mindless numbing, my endless scrolling, my careless words, my fragile nerves. We've all been exposed. Our junk laid bare, our fears made known, the band aid torn, the masquerade done. So what now? What's left? Clean hands, clear eyes, tender hearts. What Corona reveals, God can heal. Come, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. What a profound, poem that she wrote concerning this pandemic you and i do not know when this will all end we won't know when this will get back to normal when our lives will be able to do whatever we used to be able to do in fact this has caused tremendous anxiety for many people it's not in our nature not to have answers for things we want answers for everything that happens in life. We feel rather helpless when we don't have answers. The not knowing is in life is so difficult for so many of us. And I don't need to tell you that there are many things in life that we don't have answers for. There are people who are diagnosed with cancer and are told they don't have long to live. And yet they don't know how long is long. They have no idea how many days is left. These are the things that many people don't have answers to. Where does that leave us? There are ways that people deal with these unknowns. There are many ways that people cope with this uncertainty. One of the ways which I have noticed that people do uh, uh, in terms of coping with the unknown is that they start to look for someone to blame. You know why? It is so much easier to blame someone for not knowing. 
the answer to something. It's so much easier to blame. There are other ways that people cope with this kind of stuff. They want to take matters into their own hands. Sometimes they shut God out. I believe that many people are blaming the government for their lack of response or their, their delay in responding. People are blaming China. People are blaming all sorts of people for all this stuff that's happening to us. But I want you to know, if we are believers in Jesus Christ and we truly believe that the Lord is control and that he's sovereign, then we should be okay with the not knowing. We should be okay to let God run the show. Are you okay with God running the show? I believe that the sooner we get to a place of acknowledging that the Lord is sovereign and that we truly believe that he's in control, the better we will be in. And so during the course of my sabbatical, I was able to live stream many different services. I've had the opportunity to live stream churches from three continents, three continents altogether, from Singapore to Australia, to the whole United States, East and West Coast. This ability to do that was because I had this, this, this time of rest and sometimes I would live stream services three times a day because God was using this opportunity to draw me close to him and to be encouraged during this time where I myself also need encouragement as much as you do. And so I came across some churches that really spoke words of encouragement during this time of pandemic. One particular church which I visited a, a few times on live stream is a church in New Jersey. It's a rather big church. It, they're called Liquid Church. And one particular message that really stuck to me, even till this day, was a message that pre was preached by, this, uh, by the lead pastor, by, whose name is Tim Lucas. The name of the, uh, the title of this message is The Battle Belongs to the Lord. And this message that he preached was so powerful that I even encourage you, if you have a chance, to, to visit Liquid Church online and, and listen to that message. It's called The Battle Belongs to the Lord. I want to highlight some, some of the things that were shared in that message, which I felt so applicable to us even today as we're talking about our need for control. Here, the, 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 the story is be, uh, in the backdrop of uh, Israel, the nation of Judah was facing a, a, a vast army. They were in a battle. There was three nations that were coming against them. There was the Ammonites, there were the Moabites, and then the Meonites. Three armies, vast army joining together to attack the nation of Judah. And once they came to that realization that they were going to be under attack, the king, whose name was Jehoshaphat, he came to a place where he just went to God. He inquired of the Lord and he sought out the, the Lord and in, in, in asked for God to lead the way. In fact, he called the nation for, to a fast and to seek the Lord, to inquire of the Lord. And the way he did it, it was so humbling. And I just, just want to share with you one particular verse that really speaks about this whole entire uh, uh, ordeal that they've been in. And, and that's from first, I mean, Second Chronicle chapter uh, 20, verse 12. If we could just have that on the screen. It says, our God, will you not judge them? This is, Jehoshaphat is praying to God. Will you not intervene, Lord, 
as we are coming under attack by the, these vast armies. And he's coming to a place where he's saying, for we have no power, no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Wow. If you think about what he's saying right here, he's saying, God, we have no idea what to do, but our eyes are on you. You know what that is saying? That is saying that they are putting their hope in God, in God alone. It is a powerful declaration, as Pastor Tim Lucas, a powerful declaration that their dependence is on God alone. On God alone. I don't know what's going through your mind during this pandemic, but if you think about what the nation of Judah was facing, crisis, a national crisis, they were at war but they had no power to face this vast army. We'll tell you, my brothers and sisters, we are in a pandemic right now. Yes, things have uh, kind of like settled down a little bit. It's a lot better now than it was two months ago. But I tell you what, we still don't have answers. There's still uncertainties. We do not know when it's safe to reopen. We don't know when we can get back to normal. That's a reality that we are all facing right here right now. Can we have the same attitude as King Jehoshaphat and say to the Lord and declare our dependence on him? Lord, we do not know what's in the future. We do not know what is ahead of us, but our eyes are on you, Lord. Our eyes are on you. I think about a lot of things that we don't have answers to. And one particular passage that sticks to my mind comes from Isaiah 55. And I've used this passage many times on many occasions to encourage people to consider that the ways of God and the thoughts of God are not like ours. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 55, there's a whole encouragement being spoken to the nation of Judah. Isaiah the prophet is, is, is speaking on God's behalf. There is encouragement to this nation to let them know that they will be restored from captivity to Babylon. They will be restored and there's encouragement coming forth. In fact, they will be able to bear light to the nations because of the deeds that God is going to do. You know, sometimes when we are so discouraged, we cannot see what's ahead of us. And sometimes God uses the prophets to speak. But today we have his word. Today we have the Holy Spirit. We have God speaking to us. And he's the one that wants to encourage us to trust in him no matter what. You see, we don't have answers. We are not in control. We want control, but we are not given this control because God is in control, not us. I want to take a look at those verses, starting with verse uh, six and seven. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. It's calling people to seek him, call on him while he's near. It is time for us to seek the Lord, call upon his name. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Those who are sinning against God need to turn from that. They need to repent just as the Israelites would need to, call, uh, to repent before God. So we too are called to repentance. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and, our, and to our God he will freely bar. There's forgiveness. 
to those who repent. And then the next verse, this is where I want to highlight this passage is so powerful. This is what it says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Do you know what, what the prophet Isaiah is saying? He is saying, you and I cannot compare with what God thinks because his thoughts are far greater than our thoughts. He knows everything from beginning to end. We are finite beings. We can only see finite things. We're not able to see the future. But God is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He sees everything. He has the future in his eyes. He knows what will happen. And so when we go through suffering, when we go through discomfort, when we go through tragedies, we can turn to this passage for comfort to know that God's ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We don't think like God. God is God. He is the one who reigns. He is the one who rules. He is the creator, the sovereign Lord over this entire universe. There's not a single thing that happens without his knowledge. And some of us will struggle with that. So how does God allow such a thing like a pandemic to happen to the world? Well, I can tell you something. The Lord is still sovereign. In allowing something to happen, it does not mean that God is out of control. There are things that we have still yet to, do, to discover. There are things that we have still yet to learn. But trust in the Lord. There's a beauty to not being in control. In fact, I was going to entitle the message, The Beauty of Not Being in Control. Because you know what? You've come to that realization very quickly during this pandemic that you are not in control. We are not in control. The United States is not in control. The other countries in this world are not in control. None of us are in control. But we know one thing is for sure. The Lord himself is in control. And so we can rest in God's promise. You know why? Because God has made promises to us that we can hold on to, especially in times of 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 challenges and difficulties, everything that we're facing right now, we can lean on the Lord's promises. There's a promise that he tells us in Romans 8, chapter 28, I mean, chapter 8, verse 28, that everyone is familiar with. This is a verse that is very often used, right? But we have to put this into our, our own lives and apply these truths because it says that, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. My dear brothers and sisters, church, you have to understand when God says in all things, he means all things. He's not saying in some things, in all things, including this pandemic, in all things, God will work for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. His purpose is the thing that matters. His purpose is always the best. We don't understand how he could allow the pandemic. But I want you to know God is on his throne. And as, as, as God is on his throne, we can trust that he will deliver on his promises. So rest on his promise today. Understand that your ways are not his ways. Our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. As far as the heavens is higher than the earth, so far is his ways 
than our we need to hold on to God's promises. And I, I want to encourage you with this closing. I want us to think about how we can respond to all that we've heard so far. The truth is God wants us to trust in him. God wants us to, to know that he's in control over all things. And every situation that we're in, the Lord is in control. We can't just talk about it. We have to believe that. We have to trust in the Lord. In fact, God wants us to continue to trust him even when there is uh, an uncertainty about our futures. There's so many people that don't even know what's next, what's going to happen to them one month from now. There are people who are, uh, are, who are struggling financially. There are people who are losing work during this time pandemic. This is, this is tough. This is really tough. But God wants us to continue to trust in him. In fact, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we all know these verses, right? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. My brothers and sisters, with all our hearts, we need to trust the Lord. Lean not on our own understanding. That means you and I can't be like trying to figure this thing, whole thing out. We don't know why. We don't have an answer. But you know what? He says, trust in me. Trust in the Lord in all circumstances, in everything. Lean not on our own understanding, but in everything, trust in him. And so the promise from God is that he would direct our paths. He will show us the way to go. I forgot to mention to you that after King Jehoshaphat uh, 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 prayed his prayer, the Lord filled uh, this person with, with his Holy Spirit and gave him a word to speak to the people. And the result is that at the, at the end of the story, go ahead and read it uh, after church, uh, first Chronicle, I mean, Second Chronicle uh, chapter 20, the whole entire chapter. You'll find out exactly what took place. But the victory has been given to the nation of Judah. You know how the God did it? He took this, this army and he confused them. He, 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 he put an ambush. They ended up destroying one another. These three nations came together to attack. Instead, they ended up destroying each other. And the victory was given to the people of God. I want you to know that if we depend on God and we take a posture of humility, just as the king Jehoshaphat did, as the people of God did in that time, we too need to trust in the Lord because he's going to give us the victory. I want you to know one last thing that I want us to be aware of is that this is a kingdom moment. In the history of the church, this is a kingdom moment. My brothers and sisters, this is a kingdom moment. It is a golden opportunity for you and for I to be the people of God, to shine for Jesus, to love others in the love of Christ. I'm hearing so many wonderful stories of people turning to Christ I'm hearing so many wonderful stories of people having the opportunity to share the gospel with other people where other times they were not given that. Just this past Wednesday when we had prayer meeting, uh, our dear brother Patrick shared about how he was able to, to, to share with his students during these struggles that they were facing that he will be praying for them. Other times he did not have that opportunity because the restrictions at school, but now the opportunity was given. This is a golden opportunity for you and I, a kingdom moment in the history of the church. We should not miss this opportunity. Seize the moment. Be there to bring encouragement, 
be the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We already started doing wonderful things by donating to uh, the protective uh, equipment, the facial masks that have been donated. Now we're taking uh, offering for the uh, different needs that uh, will be uh, uh, shared with us again during announcement. But I just want you guys to know the Lord is in control and he wants us to commit ourselves by trusting him. Will you do that? Will you start doing that? If you haven't already, begin to trust in the Lord. Start to put everything under his jurisdiction. Surrender all to him. Your anxiety, your, your worries, everything that you are struggling with, the Lord is able to take it all up. And he's here, ready and willing to help you and I. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word today. Thank you that you have given us a word of encouragement, oh God. In the, in the difficult times that we are facing in this pandemic, you have given us hope. We do not know what to do, Lord, but we take the same posture. We take the same uh, uh, humility. We bend our knees before you, God. We worship you, God. We pray to you because our eyes are on you, Lord. Our future is in your hands. Do whatever you please, oh God. Help us to put our trust and our faith in you and help us to seize this kingdom moment in the history of the church for the glory and honor of Jesus. We pray this all in your mighty name and all of God's people said, amen, amen.